What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Recommended Experience Podcast. This is the podcast where three pharmacists and one engineer talk all about their love for gaming, movies, and TV shows. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and I am joined by my wonderful panel, Alex. Californians, please adhere to the curfew once it goes into effect. (laughs) Uh, Tiffany? No Christmas music in November. And Yasser. Hello. (laughs) Thank you, Yasser, for (laughs) breaking that chain. (laughs) Um, So it's been a little bit for all of our uh, three very loyal listeners out there. You may have noticed we had a little break uh, last week. And you can thank that to FedEx uh, for (laughs) (laughs) their great delivery (laughs) of our PS5. But guys, it is here. It is here. Next generation is here. Um, PlayStation 5, of course, released in the U.S. over a week ago, or actually a week ago. It released in Europe today. Is that right? The 19th of recording? I think so. I'll take that as a yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Um, Just say with confidence and it's true. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, So it's been a pretty busy week. So, um, guys, I I just want to hear all about what we've been doing the past couple weeks. Uh, Starting with you, Alex. Alex, uh, what were you playing leading up to PS5 and, and what are you playing right now? Oh, man. Leading up, Yakuza Like a Dragon. You know, that that came out with the launch of the Series X, but, you know, I got the PS4 version because the PS5 version doesn't come out till next year. But been playing that, still playing it. You know, it's your typical turn-based combat JRPG, so a lot of hours you have to put in, a lot of grinding. And, you know, it's just comfort food for me in terms of uh, something that I'm familiar with, you know, growing up throughout the years. And just it being, you know, a good, fun time. Um, I have moved it over to my PS5. And while, nice. you know, there isn't a PS5 patch as of right now, right? Because the next, um, the PS5 version doesn't come out till next year. The There are slight performance benefits loading uh, that you notice just from, like, the loading. Um, and especially, actually, in combat, oddly enough, in that playing on PS4... There, because it's a turn-based combat system, there would be some noticeable pauses that would happen between character turns, and I'd assume that's just some sort of background loading that's going on, you know, in the game. But playing on PS5, a lot of that's kind of sped up. So there's just kind of these little things where, if it's possible via, you know, being beneficial through faster loading, it actually is showing that in the game, um, and also you know, fast travel and those types of things, but. That's, so uh, is is there a cabaret mini game in Yakuza Like a Dragon? So the <laughs> the management mini game in Like a Dragon is actually you are managing a corporation, a corporate business that deals in confectionery goods, um, a la like you know baked goods, you know, not other types of confectionery goods that you might think of. Um, so it's so, like yeah, bread. Yeah, like bread, <laughs> bread, <laughs> bread and pastries. Yeah. So like um, melon, melon pond, and red. Well, pond? so th- the way the management game works in this one is you're not necessarily dealing with the actual product, but it's more of the top level business perspective. So you're managing employees, you're managing properties, um, you're investing into your properties, and you're you know you're so you own your like employees. a Dunkin' Donuts chain. <laughs> well, so you start He's a franchisee, with, <laughs> all right? Yeah, you start with your primary um uh store which is called uh Ichiban Confectionery. Ichiban you know, and means it's number 1. Right. And it's happenstance that also the main character's name is Ichiban, but you know there's mm, okay. there's that coincidence there. Um but yeah, you start with this, you know, loan business that is basically about to go under and you're tasked with, you know, improving the business and making it a, you know, multi-billion yen uh, corporation. And it's this kind of, they're, you know, like, as I mentioned in previous episodes, there being a side story uh, related to the mini game. There's one with this as well. Uh, 
in that you're bringing this uh, business that actually used to be very successful that was pushed out basically into obscurity by a rival business and that the side story is you bringing this business back into contention for being, you know, one of the best businesses in the, in the area in Yokohama. And so it's, it's a pretty fun thing in a la like, uh, like the cabaret mini game I mentioned in a previous episode, other side stories as you complete them, give you hireable employees for your business uh, to, you know, employ. And obviously they're better, they're the best employees you can get. And so there is this kind of neat integration of the game is rewarding you for doing all the side quests in the game to then give you stuff for this side quest to then help you progress even more. So it's that classic Yakuza flavor I talked about where everything is, uh, you know, it plays into the gameplay loop. All right, so Um, two questions. First off, do you like the game? <laughs> yeah, so the sh- the biggest shift being to a more traditional RPG instead of a brawler, I love it. It definitely is that thing of I do appreciate action games. Like I love Devil May Cry, I love Near Automata, you know, the traditional stuff. But being a turn based RPG, it's still great. They do a good job in updating uh, the story and the gameplay for kind of a modern audience. Even the story itself, uh, the main character is sent to jail in twenty or two thousand one, and then he's not released from jail until twenty nineteen. And so there's this neat aspect of the game where the you know cell phones are prevalent these days, but when the main character is given a cell phone for the first time, he has no idea how it works because you know when he went to jail, cell phones or at least smartphones weren't a thing. And so there's kind of a neat tie-in to say, oh, this character that's been removed from society is also kind of learning the ropes as you are uh, in the game, in the context of the game. And yeah, visually it looks great, even though it's targeting right uh, PS4, Xbox One, still looks amazing. And the music, I'd say the audio-wise, I did notice in playing, you know, leading up to playing some PS5 titles, that the audio isn't as great as current gen games are, a la uh, Astro's Playroom and mm-hmm. Miles Morales. And so that's kind of disappointing that it doesn't sound as great as current gen games, and that might just be a factor of the fact that it's an older game uh, because it came out in Japan in January of this year. It just came to the States here in November. Um, but yeah, overall, fantastic game. Highly, If you like turn-based RPGs, highly recommend this. You don't need to know the Yakuza story at all. There are a lot of nods, but that just adds, you know, it's like any kind of inside joke where it just adds to the enjoyment. I heard there were a lot of nods to Dragon Quest. Do you, are you a Dragon Quest fan? Yes. So I played Dragon Quest Eight, and that's technically, that was my first Dragon Quest on PS2. And technically I've only played one other one, which was Dragon Quest Eleven, which came out a few years ago. But I love Dragon Quest. I mean, I think when Dragon Quest Eleven came out a few years ago, they proved that turn-based combat wasn't dead or isn't really an outdated type of gameplay style. Um, and I think Yakuza, you know, as you mentioned, the main character by canon is in love with Dragon Quest. And there's even a line where one of the other side characters, one of your party members, talks to the main character and helps, you know, tie in to say, well, if you like, you know, Dragon Quest, if you like games so much, just think about life as in, you know, improving in life is also like you're leveling up in the game, you know, you're leveling up in life. And so having that perspective and recontextualizing it for the main character uh, in, in, in rooted in something that he loves is helpful for you kind of associating to say, oh yeah, you know, I'm leveling up in the game, I'm improving in life, it's the same thing, right? Uh, and so there are a lot of nods. There's, um, I don't know if you're aware, but there's a kind of running joke in Dragon Quest called Puff Puff, where you would talk to uh, salacious women that would offer to give you in the main character in Dragon Quest Puff Puff. And so what Puff Puff exactly is, is very nebulous. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're all <laughs> scantily clad women is uh, kind of a sign, you know? And you never see anything. Whenever you do, whenever you receive the Puff Puff in Dragon Quest, the Wait screen a fades second. to black. What? You can actually Can we stop calling Puff Puff? No, that's, like that's actually what it's called. It's called Puff Puff. And so the... There's a similar mechanic in Dragon Qu- or in uh, Yakuza, like a dragon, where you the, you go around the city and you can meet uh, NPCs that are willing to give you honk honk. 
Wait, That's give great. you it what? It gets worse. What did they call it? Honk. They call it Honk Honk. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> and there's actually a trophy tied to receiving Honk Honk from all the NPCs willing to give you <laughs> Honk Honk. Oh, my gosh. Oh so, get around. And get a la similar to Dragon Quest, when you receive the Honk Honk, the screen fades to black. There's some sound effects, but, you know, it's sound very effects. general. And then Is the screen honking? comes back. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a level up noise. Oh. oh my like god. Like a twinkle. Okay. It's like a twinkling noise. They don't like you know, it's not anything like Three. very directly obscene. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> there are a lot of tie-ins to Dragon Quest, all of that being one of the kind of the main ones that people might recognize, but That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yasser, did you have Yasser, a second? Did you have a second yeah, question? Yeah, you had a second question. Yeah, I mean it took so long for him to answer those two that I feel like we probably I'm I'm gonna just pass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Alex, what are, what have you play, been playing since PS5 launched? All right, so you know, besides having experience a PS4 game and seeing what potential benefits it could get on PS5, played Astro's Playroom and oh, so Miles good. Morales. Albeit, I've only played maybe a, an hour and a half of Miles Morales, but I finished 100%ed Astro's Playroom, and I must say it. You know, it does harken back to, and you might have seen a lot of articles online where Asher's Playroom is to PS5 as Wii Sports was to the Wii. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great demonstration of the console, of the features of not just the console in terms of uh, rendering performance and loading performance, but also the controller itself and what's possible. And I know it's kind of a pie-in-the-sky expectation to say that all games will use the DualSense controller like how Astro demonstrates it can be used in, um, right? Especially for multi-platform games. Highly doubt that they'll do that. Yeah, I don't think but, so either. Right. There have been and, reports of it already, though. I feel like Fortnite, like, the, I've heard reports about, like, Fortnite, like, the, all the guns feel a little bit different on the haptic that was called triggers. Or not haptic no, it's Fortnite too. Oh, like, okay, I guess both of them. Uh, yeah, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of disappointing that people said Spider-Man didn't have enough of those haptics. You would think the Sony exclusives would have them if they're actually going to start utilizing them, and somehow it, they didn't decide to do it in Spider-Man. I, I feel like that's really weird. Yeah, based on what I've played, it seems like it's only for kind of like the Venom attacks, which are like your special attacks. Um, mm -hmm. where, you know, you use My Mar Miles Morales' uh, electricity or bioelectricity power. Um, and so there is some haptic there to be like, oh, when he's punching with the right hand, kind of the right side of the controller is, you know, locally um, you know, giving you feedback to say like, oh, look, you're, you know, the right arm is getting powered up. Um, but the thing is, I kind of like it that way. I'm not the biggest fan of when I played Astro, there was a lot, especially in the triggers, um, you know, the adaptive trigger, there's a lot of feedback, especially the uh, rocket ship portion of one of the levels where you kind of feel the rumble of like as you're pulling down and then the thruster on the rocket ship is blasting off. There's that rumbling effect. And, you know, in Astro, it's pretty inconsequential, right? The game is low stress. There's not a lot of things you have to worry about. But I can only imagine for that happening on more kind of, I guess, competitive games for it to be a, more of an annoyance that I, it to be a cool feature yeah, that get, I'm not necessarily too big into it. I get that for Call of Duty or Fortnite, maybe. But at the same time, Spider-Man, again, seems like it would be the perfect game to at least feature it as an option. You can turn it off if you are uh, like turned off by it by any means, mm -hmm. but you definitely should be spotlighting it in the like top-tier Sony games, especially this early on in the gen when you're trying to show it off and show off one of these really cool features that everyone's been talking about with the PS5. It seemed like just a missed opportunity in that sense, but maybe, or I would imagine, um, the upcoming first-party titles will utilize it more than Spider-Man did. I agree with you, Yasser. Like, I think the coolest part about Astro that I felt was when he walked on different surfaces and the controller felt different. And right. like I had heard people previewing it and heard it a thousand times, but then until you actually feel it and feel that difference to how glass feels and then how grass feels all within <laughs> like the same area, it sounds stupid, but it's it's so cool. No, it sounds and it, like, cool. feels very next gen. Yeah. And 
um, I haven't experienced that. Like I've been playing, um, you know, Demon Souls, and I expected almost to feel some of that, and I haven't yet. Um, and that I just feels like another missed opportunity, like that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Right, and this as kind of a side tangent, but why don't we have haptic mice? Like why why is it PC. why is the controller the only thing that gets haptics like why aren't we getting like advanced pc peripherals pc gamers would be pissed if you did that they really do not care <laughs> at all about haptics there's no right way. right right but like saying, aiming and stuff. as an option like no one makes a haptic mouse i don't think there is a haptic mouse out there like period Markets i'm like why, like if you know if steel series <laughs> wanted to make one or razor you know just make one model as an option right i feel like <laughs> There's like, you know, what's what's it hurt to have more options? But that's just kind of my input to say, you know, in from people's perspective that might only play on PC and I understand, you know, oh, next gen's been here, right? You're basically catching up to what, you know, the 3080 or even just what the 2080 Ti could do in terms of performance and, you know, RTX and loading, right? Because SSDs have been in use in PCs for a while now. It's that comparison that, these consoles are especially the ps5 is looking to say right the ps5 is a dedicated gaming machine and you know the controller being your primary input into that they're looking to advance how you interact with games in that way and i'm just you know looking at pc it's mouse and keyboard for the past 50 years so you know i'm just like people might look down upon consoles and say Oh, you guys are just now getting to what we've had on PC for ten years now. But in reality, is your has your actual interaction besides maybe more frames per second really changed how you enjoy the game? Not to say that more FPS doesn't help you enjoy the game. I also love more <laughs> FPS in my games. You know, just like kills your own argument. Game, Damn it! <laughs> right, right. Like I have, like I have, I own a hundred forty-four hertz monitor. Like I understand how glorious it is to play at that high of a refresh rate. But in terms of the actual interaction, like physically feeling it, I would appreciate if maybe there was an option out there to say, oh, my keyboard could have rumble. You know, maybe. Like, why <laughs> could not? Could you imagine, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, all the keys are rattling. <laughs> Can you only use it for gaming? What about you're, like, writing something on Microsoft Word and it starts, like, haptic feedback while you're, like, typing something? Or, I mean, you, if you're in a chat room helps. with, like, yeah. you, know what I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> Alright, I'll stop. Hong Kong. <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> anyway, Alex, continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the time with that just it, Astro did such a good job and you know, as Yasser was talking about saying maybe Miles uh, Morales didn't do a good job in showcasing all the features of the controller. I can't personally attest to that, right? Because I've only played an hour, but what I've played I so I only bought Miles Morales, which was the standard edition, so it just came with the the Miles Morales uh, campaign. But after even just playing an hour and playing with you know the upresed uh, visuals and the faster load speeds, uh, I was slightly convinced to actually go ahead and get the remaster as well because there isn't they did update the game to have a upgrade option to get Spider Man twenty eighteen remastered with all the same. Um, feature set just from playing the hour of spider-man miles morales because it really did make me appreciate to say oh if the original spider-man 2018 was updated in this fashion it playing it now i can only imagine as matt will eventually play for the first Mm -hmm. time because he didn't play the 2018 version it's just it is a hundred percent better experience like if you are able to play it on ps5 i'd highly recommend just skip it on ps4 play the ps5 version because just the bells and whistles they've added make it feel like a completely different game at this point. Now, it comes in two different ways you can play it. You can play it in Fidelity, which is like the more 4K experience. Um, and then it has the performance, which has more of a 60 FPS. Which way are you playing it? So I do have a 4K television that supports uh-huh. HDR. So I do have the option to actually take advantage of both. Personally, and this kind of goes along with what I mentioned earlier, I'm playing in performance mode uh, for uh, the 60 Killing the argument again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I guess I do prioritize when possible because it still plays in 4K in the performance mode. It's When you play in fidelity mode, it's 4K 30 FPS with ray tracing effects turned on. So, you know, gotcha. shadows, uh, reflections, and everything. And 
I guess this is similar to what I think I mentioned back when I uh, noticed I played uh, Control on PC because uh, mm-hmm. I have a RTX 2070 that I turned on most of the ray tracing effects for that game on and played it and it looked glorious, but I couldn't turn them all on because it would actually drop the frame rate below 60. And so it was that trade-off of saying, well, especially on PC, I'm not going to play a game below 60 because I know my computer can <laughs> run it above 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. And so turning off the ray tracing or at least some of the ray tracing effects to get at least 60 FPS performance, uh, I appreciated say, you know, I'd wish that maybe uh, stuff like Miles Morales in the future or in an update or maybe even just in Spider-Man 2 that they add more options to let you kind of toggle effects. Because I feel like, you know, with the consoles being at least architecturally more like PCs these days, why don't we have the option to say, oh, I want ray tracing, but let me just turn on ray tracing like shadows. And let me say, don't give me ray trace reflections, right? So maybe the console can still do 60 with ray tracing on, just not everything ray tracing like you can do on PC. Um, So that's what I would kind of want in the future is to kind of give me that uh, discrete toggling of features. Uh, Because if, you know, you can do it on PC, especially for the games that do give you the option on PC, let me do that on the console as well. No, just play on PC. No. (laughs) But my trophies... Also, I now, can't play you... Spider-Man on PC, so you can't say that, you know? That's a good point. <laughs> now, have you played anything else with your PS5? I have not. Oh, oh okay. actually, no. Today, I got oh the Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, the rhythm <laughs> game. Oh, did you play it? I played the first world, so I only played for about 10 minutes. Um, but I'd say it also benefits from the load speed. Even though it is a PS4-designed game... There are these things where you don't have to have a specific patch for the platform for it to mm-hmm. see benefits. And so gotcha. I, I think definitely I'm moving forward, any games that I haven't played on PS4 yet, I'm just going to install on my PS5 because there is a slight benefit there just to the overall experience. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you guys think about that game because I'm quite skeptical. <laughs> but maybe next week you can fill us in how you like it. Um, Tiffany, um, you also got a PS5. You actually got a PS5 before Alex and I. Um, so you've had yep. PS5 in your possession a little bit longer than us. What have you moved up to? I loved Astro's Playroom so much. I played it mm-hmm. the day I got the PlayStation 5. I was hashtag blessed to get it on <laughs> November <laughs> se- 12th. On November 12th. Um, so I played Astro's Playroom. I ended up plotting the or getting all the trophies for that. My very first platinum for PlayStation 5. Uh, nice. Such a good experience. I second everything you guys are saying about it really utilizing the dual sense, um, feeling all the haptics for the different biomes was really neat. Honestly, while I was playing it, it made me realized that I should go back and finish Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is a PlayStation 4 VR game uh, that, you know, was has been constantly t- told to me as like the best one of the best PlayStation VR games like ever. Um, and I do have that game. I played like one or two worlds in it um, and I haven't beaten it. So honest, like playing Astro's Playroom made me go, you know, say like, oh, I should go back and play it. And I'm probably going to play it this month um but the second game that i booted up so instead of playing miles morales as my number two playstation 5 experience i actually played beat and got all the trophies for bug snacks oh wow wow Uh, Bug snacks. <laughs> bug snacks. <laughs> so, bug snacks. Uh, for those who are very unfamiliar, is a game that you're like this. You're almost like a Muppet, and you end up going to this. You're a journalist Muppet, and you end up going to an island that has these creatures called bug snacks, which are basically like part bug, part snack so you have a little (laughs) creature it makes sense (laughs) you have a little creature for example named strabby and strabby looks like a little strawberry with googly eyes and it like runs around like a spider i guess but 
Um, I, that doesn't really give a warm and fuzzy image, but it's actually pretty adorable. <laughs> uh, so it's very uh, similar to Pokemon Snap, apparently, which has been told to me. I have never played Pokemon Snap. I'm actually really excited for the new Pokemon Snap game that's supposedly coming out in 2021 for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but essentially, the whole point of you being a journalist out there on this island full of bug snacks is to take photos of these bug snacks and then like kind of catch them and then like weirdly enough feed them to the other Muppet characters. So and like when they eat a bug snack, (laughs) they like turn into their body parts like turn into food like the food of the bug snack that they ate. For example, if you feed a Strabby to another character, their arm turned into a strawberry. It's real weird. It's so weird, but I had so much <laughs> I had fun. so many questions. I, know. <laughs> I had so much fun playing it. Like I love there were over 100 bug snacks. I collect I took all those photos. I tried to capture them. The whole game is a puzzle mechanic cuz each bug snack had a different way of being captured. You know, we had all these different uh, methods to capture. For example, you had a net, you had a trap, you had a like launch pad because some bug snacks are flying in the air and you can't like just catch them in your normal trap you have to like launch a trap in the air and then trigger the trap and like sometimes you have to trick a bug snack to come down you know to like fly down from the sky in order to trigger your trap like that literally the whole point of the game is to try to figure out how to catch them so yeah I had a blast I I literally played it the entire weekend and after I finished it the ending was real dark like really weird it got weirder than what i'm saying right now which says a lot um Mm. but i really enjoyed my experience (laughs) playing that wacko game (laughs) you have no idea how to unpack any of that (laughs) i was like i'm open for questions (laughs) (laughs) no questions here (laughs) it's been really well received though the game yeah Yeah. is so random question is it a solely single player experience or can you play it cooperatively no you cannot play cooperatively and there's no online multiplayer uh but you know honestly the very beginning of like when i first heard about bug snacks in june of this year i was like that looks weird not into it uh however as more and more started like coming out and more people have been like played it and you know talking about it i was like wow that actually sounds really fun and then i found out that it was free uh if you Mm -hmm. if you bought a ps5 and you pay for ps plus which is the online um the online functionality of playstation then you get the game for free so i didn't pay for it or rather it came with my ps plus subscription so i was like heck yeah i'll check this out and i don't regret it like if you have pay, if you have PS Plus, like just download it and play it. It's, I mean, if you don't like it, you can stop. But like, I was like, it was so so fun. <laughs> um, it kind of looks like Viva Vinata. That's so apparently yeah. some of the developers were saying the inspirations for this game was Viva Pinata and like Pokemon Snap and like Dark Cloud and like all these like other like games. Um, gotcha. So yeah, I recommend it. You need to play it. It's fun. Oh, and also, like, I think, really, like, you can beat the game in, like, 10 hours. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, if you want to do the extra stuff to, like, quote, unquote, get all the trophies, then, you know, you know, you got to play a little bit more. But I think, honestly, it's, like, a 10-hour, 10, 10 to 12-hour experience. So, super fun. And then um, I finally did boot up Miles Morales a couple days ago. And I am in love with it. It's real... It's real pretty. I play in performance mode because I don't have a fancy TV. Uh, I do have to say that there was this one glitch in the game where I like at one point you're like in your apartment and you can like go around and look at the stuff in your room and like Miles will just like talk about it. Like he'll pick up a photo and be like, I remember that day, man, that sweater was itchy or whatever. Right. Like, you know, picking up items and just like putting them down. (laughs) And there was one that was like a music ticket and it like, he picked it up. Like I picked up the ticket and he's like, man, I remember this concert. Like it took forever to get out, you know, get out of the parking lot after the concert was done. But man, I bought all their CDs or something. And I, I tried to put the ticket down. I like thought I put the ticket down, 
somehow it didn't <laughs> leave my hand. It didn't leave. I didn't notice it. I walk out into like the hallway and this ticket is just attached to his hand very awkwardly it's like it's like hanging between his it's not like you see him holding it it's just that the game is glitched and that his hand had a ticket sticking out so like you're like walking around what a broken yeah game. i was like what is Unplayable, going on really i, I, I mean i'll I return a, it i was in a cut scene <laughs> like eating dinner with my family and he's like passing the the corn ticket and there's around. this ticket like <laughs> hanging off the side of his hand and then I was like trying to go back to the room to put it down. I couldn't. And then I had to dr- I had to leave the I had to leave the apartment in gear. And so my Spidey mm-hmm. had the ticket on his oh hand God. and I was like, "Oh my god, like what do I do? Like I don't know. I was like, I can't manually save right now. Like if I if I reset the game, like what point did it save trigger? Like mm-hmm. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like devastated for like a good thirty minutes, and then devastated. Yeah, oh it was. God. Are you are you sure that this is not part of the game? Yes. Like maybe he's supposed to no. carry that no. ticket. No, <laughs> no. Um, but it ended up like resetting at one point, and like the ticket just disappeared. So I was like, oh, thank God, because like I lost it. Couldn't figure out how to. I was like, oh my God, am I even gonna be allowed to get back into the dang apartment and like put it down in that spot? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really weird glitch that I experienced, but other. Otherwise, like, man, going through New York and flipping through and swinging, and it's been it's been a blast. So, just to be clear, you don't have a 4K TV? Nope. Okay, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't, I don't. The defense rests. Yeah, uh, but definitely like super excited to like get back into it and and finish the story. But yeah, how far are you in? So I think I'm about like four-ish hours or so, a little over four. But okay. I also like stopped everything and started doing all the collectibles. <laughs> um, and so, you know, just running. How many backpacks through. have you gotten? Uh, there's no backpacks this time. It's oh time capsules. God. Yeah. Oh. Time I got capsules. all the time capsules. How does that work? Uh, he has a friend and he just is like, well, oh, remember how we put time capsules all throughout the city? Or like you have to dig them up? <laughs> You just find Where them. Where are these? Tents? Oh, they're just like random. Like some places, like in there's one in a park that's like under a rock, and like then there's one that's like in a like a uh, tree. You know how trees are like growing between sidewalks and stuff, like through, like uh-huh. with, I don't know how to explain it. It's just trees on a sidewalk, <laughs> right? So like there was one in by a tree, and like you just go throughout the city and it's in random spots, you know, like. I don't know. Gotcha. It's. I mean, they're not like, obviously they're not like webbed to any spot, which was how it was in Spider-Man 2018, you know, because he like backpacks. webbed, his, yeah, he webbed his backpacks all over the city. But in this one, um, there's time capsules everywhere. And there's also these, uh, this like tech stuff that you can collect everywhere. And so I did, I did those too. Um, I mean, it's just really easy to do whatever the hell you want in New York. So I'm just like, yeah, out. I, I feel like that would be the main thing that I would enjoy the most out of that game is wintertime New York City is just such a great setting yeah. for any game. Like it, it they totally mm-hmm. killed it in the division when they did it, and I feel like you you guys are probably experiencing the same exact thing with Miles Morales because it's so easy to like light it up and make it look beautiful, and then you add on top of it um, like crispy 4K and uh, ray tracing. It's got to be amazing to look at. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> right, you wouldn't know. But on her like box TV. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. No, that's on. not what I have. <laughs> Don't Got, worry. Like, Peter cords. Parker still looks as beautiful as she saw in the beginning. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> oh gosh. Um Yasser, so you did not get a PS5. I did not. <laughs> and it was questionable whether or not you would get an Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you? I did not. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, what have you been uh, up to? <laughs> so I am happy for you guys for getting next gen. Um, Thank I do you. Think, I do think the consoles are great on both sides, and I'm excited to see what next gen brings. Um, I Overall, I feel like I'm fairly underwhelmed with... Before I get into the games, I guess, I, I just want to say, I feel like I'm fairly underwhelmed with next-gen as it currently exists. In the sense that I feel like 
the experiences that I've seen so far, they look great. And I'm glad that we're starting to see ray tracing and they're obviously gorgeous, but I feel like I haven't seen anything that's truly next gen yet. And I do think that we're probably going to get there. It's just developers are kind of figuring out the systems first. And totally. obviously as we go further along, it's going to get way better. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for, or I'm, I'm excited for anticipating that to occur. Like I'm sure it's going to occur sometime next year, 2021, especially when developers hopefully can start working in the same room because <laughs> that's probably going to help. Um, but as far as what I've been playing, uh, let's see. So recently, Game Pass added EA Play. And for those of you who don't know what that means, because I did not know what it mean, meant when they announced it, uh, EA Play is... E or Electronic Arts's version of Game Pass where they put a lot of their main games onto a subscription service and then you get to play any of their games if you have that service. And that service is being added to Game Pass, which means that we got a truckload of games all on the same day. I think it was November 10th with the yeah. console launch. Yeah. So that was pretty sweet. Um, so I downloaded a bunch of ea games i started playing uh battlefield 5 with a couple buddies online so that's been a cool multiplayer game that i started picking up and then star wars fallen order for my single player experience and let me tell you fallen order i feel like it's come at the perfect time for me uh, because i'm also watching the mandalorian and so yes. <laughs> i'm on like a star wars binge right now and it's great uh, and Fallen Order was kind of a hidden gem for me because I I was looking forward to playing it at some point, but the way that I expected the game to be is completely different than what it actually was. So I was expecting a very linear, kind of like Call of Duty-like, in the sense that you can't really change the decisions or go any specific way you want. It's just, this is the story, this is what you have to do. But it's really much less linear than i expected like it's more open world but not really but you can like go whichever way you want you can uh, try to explore different parts of the planets have has anyone here played fallen order nope alex yes. okay oh okay I did, uh, cool. I did get the platinum yet okay um yeah so <laughs> did you expect that going in as well uh that it was open world or um did you figure that out as you started playing well i did read i mean i played it all kind of similar to you and there was some time in between release and when I played it. So I did, I was aware of kind of the, the planet system mm -hmm. and the design, but it definitely considering I typically don't play many star Wars games because star Wars isn't necessarily an IP that I'm really invested in. Sure. Uh, but just with how they design those worlds and being able to kind of like walk around, right. And see the, mm -hmm. the creatures that live them and occupy, the worlds and even just you know coming across stormtroopers just patrolling and everything it really kind of maybe a little bit more invested after playing and beating it into the kind of lore and history of what mm -hmm. it means to be in that universe and it definitely did add to my enjoyment of being able to kind of just mm -hmm. walk around rather than being you know handheld through some sort of linear experience right exactly yeah and what it kind of reminded me of as i as i started um doing that planet exploration part that you just mentioned it kind of reminded me of Mass Effect, where you have your kind of like base ship, and then you're going around to different planets. And it's not the same. It's not quite as good, in my opinion, as what Mass Effect had. But it, it was definitely reminiscent. Um, it's an EA game. <laughs> so it, it made me even more excited uh, to have that kind of experience, because as we all know, Mass Effect Remastered got announced since our last podcast as well. And I won't get started on that, but... Anyways, Fallen Order <laughs> is great, and I've been really enjoying it. It's got a great enhancement patch on the One X, so I think it looks gorgeous already on One X. Um, it's, it'll be interesting to see if it gets any patch for the Series X and the PS5, uh, because there were a lot of complaints when it first came out that it wasn't really it was underperforming on some of the current gen hardware, uh, like the base Xbox One, the base PS4. Um, but it runs great on the One X. I'm sure the PS4 Pro probably runs a little better too. I, I would love to see what it looks like in silky 4K60, which I think um, the next-gen consoles probably could do if they got a patch. But it looks great already. I'm really enjoying it. 
I like the combo that they have with the main character and then his little sidekick buddy kind of like reminds me of BB-8. Uh, I miss mm. BB-8. Um, <laughs> but what's his what's his sidekick's name? Oh man, do you remember Alex? Because <laughs> I don't remember oh, his name. Oh God. Oh. BD-1. Ooh, BD-1 does sound right. I think it's BD-1. <laughs> okay. But he's That's like very cute. he's like quirky and cute, kind of like BB-7 was, and kind of like Baby Yoda. Um, so you love to see it, and it's very reminiscent of like the star wars lore which i really liked as well i hope there's like some um, like cameos in there i'm not sure if there are or not but i did hear that there was a fallen order cameo in mandalorian did you catch that alex because apparently it was like very random and it was really easy to miss wait you mean like a character yeah apparently i i didn't like look into it to see what it was yeah i don't i'm not sure if i haven't gotten to that episode or if i missed it too i probably did but apparently there was some sort of cameo or crossover between them i mean i did hear that jedi fallen order is canon um in the star wars universe and um what's really cool is actually apparently disney uh had a contest about like which lightsaber to add to their like star wars galaxy's edge um product line and Cal Kestis's lightsaber was chosen, and so Disney's gonna rake in some monies by making that saber for purchase uh, at the theme park. Yeah, Cal is the main character in the in the game, and I I forgot to mention the lightsaber duels in the game are the best I've ever had for like a Star Wars experience. Like there was a little bit of that in the Battlefront games, but I feel like this really puts it to a like a completely different level like it really feels like you have a lightsaber and the actual duels in the game are a lot of fun um, so it's been cool to experience that um, in a in a video game in like the correct way obviously you could go back and play the older star wars games but i feel like this game really nailed the the jedi um, lightsaber duels i really enjoyed that um, as far as other games that i'm playing uh, Gears and Halo had some big updates to uh, kind of correspond with the Xbox Series X launch and the Xbox Series S launch. Uh, so there's been a lot of good content on both of those games. So I'm finally hopping on those again. Um, and that's been kind of it. I mean, obviously, Matt and I played some Dead by Daylight before the PS5 stole them away from me, but I'm still playing some Dead by Daylight. <laughs> I've been grinding that away. Uh, it's nice. still a bunch of fun. Um, but yeah. Thoughts on the new killer? <laughs> the new killer yeah, is killer, obnoxious. <laughs> frightening. Yeah, so um, for, the, the for those of you who don't know, yes, yeah. it's it's a twin killer, but basically how it works is there's one adult twin and then one baby twin that like died at a, at birth <laughs> or like young age. And this baby twin comes out of the other twins like stomach and yeah. chases you around and then if you're the baby uh, twin you can lunge at survivors but if you miss the lunge they can punch you away <laughs> and that's been like a meme apparently online yeah. where it got to the point that the developers had to like make a statement saying we don't condone like child violence it was it's so hilarious funny. have you are you subscribed to the dead by daylight subreddit i am not but i i jump in there every so often to see like what's going on Why, yeah is there something you funny? should just you should just look at all the memes. Oh, yeah, like, there's ever memes since all the that trailer, time. It's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But the killer hasn't actually, like, been released yet. Like, you can't play as them yet. But it's oh. coming soon. Is it, like, some sort of early access? Yeah. Because I've seen video clips of it. Yeah, I think but... it's either if you have, like, beta access or um, I think they gave it away to, like, content creators so that they could gotcha. show off the new DLC. That makes sense. But, yeah. Um, otherwise, that's pretty much it. Just the online games, like usual, and then... Uh, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order is the one that's been taking most of my time recently. I've heard a lot of good yeah, things definitely... about that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely been on my list. Um, I think I have it downloaded um, on my Xbox because mm-hmm. I saw Yasser playing it, so I was like, oh man, I need to get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got a lot of overlap with everyone here. Um, played some Dead by Daylight with uh, Yasser and our pal Gerald a lot. Um, played it all through last weekend because I didn't get my PS5 until Sunday. Um, I was actually playing a Dead by Daylight game with Gerald 
and finished that game, looked down at my phone. I had one missed call from Tiffany and a text. And basically, I was like, bye, Gerald. Got to go. PS5 here. So then I... Gerald, he um, still loves you. Don't take it I personally. Do. I do, Gerald. I do. You're um, just never going to see him again. Yeah. You'll never hear my voice, except on the podcast. <laughs> so you better subscribe. Um, so... Tiffany and I live probably um, 25, 20, 25 minutes away, and I got to her house in 15, <laughs> maybe 14. I, I literally, like, first of all, he missed my call, and I was like, oh, he doesn't care. And so I literally boot up Spidey Boy. That's what I've been calling Miles Morales. Spidey Boy? Spidey Boy. I booted up, <laughs> and then suddenly I he calls me. He's like, I'm outside, and I, like, had just started the game. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you yeah. speed here? <laughs> like, You're not quick enough, PS5. <laughs> yeah. I can still beat you across town. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, so, and then, of course, from there, I had my own little unboxing, and I was very happy to uh, see that my PS5 actually fit in my home console, which is great. Vertical or horizontal? Um, horizontal. Um, horizontal. Okay. Yeah, there's no way vertical is <laughs> happening. <laughs> Got like the freaking twin towers. It's like crazy. Like, <laughs> Lord of the Rings or something. I have it vertical. Um, I made space. Oof. Yeah, that's commitment. That's commitment right there. Um, it is a big boy. <laughs> I sent it to Yasser actually. Um, as soon as I left your apartment, Tiffany, <laughs> and Yasser's like, "That is a big boy. Yeah. I can't even see the literally cushion. the first thing I said." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but ever since then, I, I played Astro and absolutely loved it. You know, I've been away from the eco, the PlayStation ecosystem since PS2. Um, but for some reason, I still had so much nostalgia, you know, because it's, it's just a blast from the past. Like from my PS1 and PS2 days, um, they had cameos with a couple of my favorite PlayStation 2 IPs, like Jack and Daxter and Sly Cooper. Both of them had cameos in Astro. Um, wonderful, wonderful experience. Platted it. was my first plat. Hey. On the PlayStation ever. Nice. Um, so Welcome starting to the off strong. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Um, so then I thought, wow, I feel so good about, you know, my experience. You know what I should do? I should play a game that will not make me feel good at all. <laughs> so I play Demon Souls. <laughs> um, so I've beaten a couple bosses in Demon's Souls, unlocked a few achievements. Um, and I've just kind of been bouncing between that and then tiffany and alex and i have been playing some fall guys since uh that is also new for me oh um which has been a ton of fun i got my first crown <laughs> nice. uh, with tiffany yesterday <laughs> yeah was it yesterday it was yesterday and i um i'm pretty sure my neighbors don't know what's going on like they probably thought some like sporting event was happening because i was like yeah whoa you know i was like going crazy um so um my neighbor wanda i'm sorry (laughs) you're not listening but i'm still sorry um and i as of an hour ago or an hour before we recorded i started playing uh spider-man remastered because i just wanted to experience it and it, it it reminds me of one of my favorite playstation 2 and gamecube games i think i had it for gamecube actually um which was spider-man 2 which was uh based on um, the toby Maguire second movie which was completely open world and had a lot of really good collectibles and i loved it it was one of my favorite games um so it, already i'm just feeling uh a lot of reminiscence with spider-man so i'm, I'm loving it um i'm loving my next gen experience so far um but talking about next gen you know quickly you know, um, all you know. There's three of us that have gotten a PS5. You know, just your quick thoughts on console and controller and what you feel so far about it. Um, you want to go ahead and start it off, Alex. I it took some adjusting to get used to the size of the DualSense because it is larger than any of the previous DualShocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people that are more accustomed to Xbox controllers will like that because I, I have a few friends that complained about the DualShocks being too small, especially in comparison to Xbox controllers. Uh, so it took me a little while to get used to just kind of actually changing how I grip the controller uh, to accommodate the size change because uh, it is noticeable, at least to me. 
Uh, but besides that, I think the future is bright. I mean, as the tagline says, and you know, to what degree they stick to it, who knows, but Sony's been saying play has no limits is their motto mm-hmm. for this generation. So I'm definitely uh, hopeful, at least based on what I've played so far. Tiffany, you feel the same? Yeah, um, I agree that, I mean, the controller's definitely a little bit bigger. It feels a lot heavier, too, to be honest. Um, like, when I'm holding it, I feel I definitely feel the weight of the controller um, with my little mm-hmm. hands. Um, but <laughs> the, I really, I'm really looking forward to the games that are coming out um, for next gen, and I can't wait to play. The console itself is real big. It's, it's pretty big. It's, you know, honestly... If you weren't like keeping a close eye, it's pretty much as big as my TV. It's not actually. I mean, like, oh I my me- God. what are you playing on? <laughs> <laughs> it is a tube TV. No, it's not. I have a forty-two inch TV. It's a flat screen, and it. I think it's Vizio. Actually, I don't. Oh. Even, I don't. I, I think. Would <laughs> be classified as vintage. No, be quiet. <laughs> um, but I have a forty-two inch flat inch TV. Okay. Flat inch, bad, flat, bad, screen, flat screen, flat screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> just an inch of it is flat. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so I, I mean, I would like to invest in another TV, but I'm, I mean, whatever. I'm not. I'm fine with what I have right now, I guess. Um, but I'm pretty happy with the console. It booting the games have been very quick, and playing the games have been. I mean, the games so far that I've been playing have loaded very well. Actually, surprisingly, Bug Snacks is definitely not loading as quick as Spider Spidey Boy. Um, so that was actually kind of noticeable for me uh, when I would like go in between areas and stuff. But guess what? I'm done with Bug Snacks, so I never have to deal with that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm delete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm real ex- on that limited SSD. Yeah, I'm real excited. Oh, that's true. We yeah, talked about that. Basically. Um, so I, I'm real excited for it. I think, you know, the console looks neat. To be honest, if mm. there's a special edition that comes out that looks real good, um, I'm going to try. I'll probably be tempted to, like, pawn off my PlayStation 5 and, <laughs> and change it out if they have something that looks real nice. Um, and I'm also looking forward mm-hmm. to a different colored controller because um, I'm definitely going to at least have two. Uh, so if you know if they come out with mm. a nice rose gold one or a berry blue controller i'll be all over it um so yeah i'm pretty excited for the next set of games yeah i i agree with you guys um like i'm obviously very optimistic and i have a ton of work to do because i have like a whole collection to catch up on yeah yeah um i added all of them to my library yesterday um so i have a lot of stuff to work on uh the controller I like it a lot better. I I played on a DualShock 4, um, one of my friend's PS4 controllers, and I have never really liked the PlayStation controller compared to Xbox. I've always preferred Xbox. I still prefer um, how the analog sticks on the Xbox are compared to PlayStation, but the DualSense feels good in my hands. Um, it is comically large, like <laughs> to a point where the rest of everything looks just so weird um you mean the the console console. the console console, yeah Yeah, the console is comically large um yeah so that's that but you know it's it's whatever as long as it fits (laughs) at least you have the Um, discless version it's a little bit more discreet (laughs) i that was a big reason why i went with discless because it just looks better like it's symmetrical it doesn't have like this like random growth it has it <laughs> growing out of its stomach yeah like Listen, it's like how do we the make ps5 this is the next dead by daylight killer i have yeah, a lot yeah. of physical games and i wanted a 4k blu-ray player okay for her a lot of people want to team. punch this <laughs> what um, were you trying to say alex for her non 4K TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a flat inch. It's a flat <laughs> Shut inch. Up. Yeah, for her flat inch TV. <laughs> yeah, one whole inch. You guys are sad. Anyway, um, one thing I will say, um, I am not a fan of the UI, um, at all. Uh, I really, I've, I've been used to Xbox, so I don't know how much of this is just because I'm, I'm not used to PlayStation. I don't know how much similarity this had from previous generation. Um, it takes. Way too long and way too many buttons um, to get to my trophy list because I'm a big trophy hunter. I've just resorted to pulling up trophies on my phone. 
to look at them <laughs> because it's faster to pull it up on my iPhone on the PlayStation app. Um, also, to start a party and to leave a party is a mess as well. <laughs> or at least I think it's just too much like buttons it's and menus to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that this is very, very nitpicky that um, I wish was a, a function of the PS5 like it is for the Xbox Series X is quick resume. Um, because, you know, I'm in between a lot of games right now and going from Demon Souls and then, you know, Tiffany and Alex are getting on Fall Guys or something. It's It would be nice to go over to Fall Guys and then as soon as they're done, I can go right back to Demon Souls and don't have to go through, like, it is a quick load. You know, it's only like 15, 20 seconds, but then, you know, yet again, it's just like more menus. Um, I It's kind of disappointing, but... You know, I get it. Like they have other things, and I've, I'm overall very, very happy with the console. I don't want to come across very negative. I'm just saying, those are kind of like those my are wish the nitpicks. List. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are the nitpicks. Overall, I'm loving it, loving everything about the PlayStation experience uh, right now, um, and just getting used to not calling everything achievements and calling things <laughs> trophies now. <laughs> it's very weird. And the X button is not in the right place, and so I'm failing a lot of these quick time events in Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Why are you pressing square, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> like, oops, I just died again. <laughs> no, I guess you're right about the user, the user menu is... I mean, I also, I'm not like the biggest trophy hunter, but I do think it takes a lot of steps to get there um, just to look at them. And then the, um, the quick resume would have been so nice. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would have been so nice. It'd been like icing on the cake. Yeah, really, for real. You, you still love the cake, but it's <laughs> nice to have some good icing on it. I, I do think that what you mentioned is important uh, to bring up, though, because it's interesting to see when uh, someone who has played one platform switches over, mm-hmm. what those first impressions are and what you like and what you don't like. Uh, because obviously anyone switching over from either of the platforms, even if you're going from PlayStation or Xbox, you're going to have a huge change in ui like xbox has a very specific ui and playstation has a very specific ui and they're very different Mm -hmm. i do think playstations is more simplistic where um like if you want something that's really simple and easy to follow i feel like anyone could grab it and figure out where to play their games most likely Uh, while xbox there's more to learn but once you do learn it it's much faster to get to where you need to get to Um, Mm -hmm. so there's pros and cons to both but I did want to bring up uh, something that we haven't talked about yet for next gen. Um, how do you guys feel about the whole storage problem? Because it's, in my opinion, the biggest problem with both consoles right now. You have PlayStation, which I think it has the bigger problem of the two, but Xbox, I still think it's an issue. Where in PlayStation specifically, you only have the 600 or so gigabytes. And yeah, that might be okay right now, but... If you have a backlog of back compatible games that you want to play, mm-hmm. as well as new PS5 or next gen games coming out, it's going to end up being an issue at some point, and some t- some point probably pretty soon. Um, and the fact that on PS5 you can't load any games from uh, an external storage is kind of concerning too. Like at least on Xbox, you can uh, play any backwards compatible game on an external and you can load a next gen game and then switch it over when you're ready to play it i don't even think you can load a next gen game or download a next gen game in an external for ps5 so what's the solution i'm not really sure but how do you guys feel about it do you think it's going to be an issue or are you okay with just uninstalling and re-downloading if you do need to play another game yeah, those are initial issues right now, but it's not something that I don't think can be just patched in later, uh, especially the whole cold storage for PS5 titles on external um, and just support in general for things of that nature. There was how do you, talk... But you can't patch in space. Well, right, this, but I'm saying yeah. patching in the firmware support to say that the console can let you move a... PS5 game from the internal storage to an external hard drive. That's possible. Or SSD. Correct. Yeah. Oh. Um, Okay. So, but there was talk, and I think uh, Cold War, Black Ops Cold War does support this, where games might be more modular going into the future. So, separating multiplayer and single player installs 
uh, you know, to the extent possible to help reduce space, right? So to say, I play the single player for Cold War and I'm done with it, right? And I know I'll never play it again. I can uninstall that portion and uh, then play, you know, only the multiplayer and only need the data for multiplayer installed. And hopefully that's something that gets further expanded kind of moving forward. I know not all games are going to be divided into the multiplayer, single player aspects, but just in general, um, or maybe in the cases of games where there is a quote unquote 4k texture pack uh, for 4k displays. But you know, like in Tiffany's case, who she, where she doesn't have a 4k TV, does she need the 4k textures? And so maybe possibly letting you uninstall those (laughs) and reducing the, you know, let her play on her flat inch TV graphics and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag flat I inch. hate everyone here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of things I feel can be addressed in the future. And obviously they'll like, it's getting to the point where performance is one thing, right? In terms of uh, GPU and CPU power, but storage has always been that secondary concern um, that is right up there, I think, with just the raw like capabilities of how much you can process in a system. And going into the future, right, as memory traditionally does, will get cheaper going over time. So hopeful moving forward, if you don't get a PS5 this year, maybe not next year, but maybe 2022, they launch a, the standard PS5 model with increased um, internal storage. Uh, I know that they're uh, currently the... Ex- um, the internal expansion bay is not enabled via firmware yet because Sony hasn't uh, released a approved list of expandable NVMe uh, M2 drives that uh, can work with the PS5. But hopefully once that's also an option, that'll help, right, at least temporarily leave the mm-hmm. storage problem. But I guess personally, I look at it that uh, I know, and it varies uh, depending upon your internet provider, but I'm not necessarily... Uh, the for me, it's not a big requirement to keep all the games that I own downloaded at any given mo- moment. Uh, I am okay with re-downloading games, especially older games that let's say I played five, six years ago that I suddenly want to go back to. I'm okay with downloading it because my internet speed's capable of doing that. I know for a lot of people out there, like with slower internet speeds, that just you know wouldn't be feasible for them because these games right are 30, 40, 50 you know, 200 gigs in terms of, you know, related to modern warfare in size. And so that's just not feasible to download every time. Not to say you're, you're going to be deleting and downloading that. Every it just so often. feels so weird to like get rid of a game though. Like, right. I but just, you still own it. And I, I don't think know, that's the kind of so thing where <laughs> deleting to me, deleting it doesn't mean that I don't have it anymore. So that's why I'm okay with getting rid of it and getting it back later. I guess, but I can from, understand that feeling. But, like, I guess for me, like, I'm such a big um, physical media person. Like, I usually buy uh, most of my games on disc. It's very rare. Yeah, like, in terms of digital games, I really only go that route for, like, indie games that, like, don't even have a disc. But if there's a disc option, I'll 99% of the time get the disc version. Like, I went to Walmart Mm. on November 12th to go buy... Sackboy and Miles Morales and they were first of all not available the Walmart was like we didn't get any in and I was like oh so then I had to I hauled myself to a Target to buy them physically and Mm -hmm. then I brought them home and I installed them um but like so for me I guess having the physical disc deleting it I don't like that seems okay like I could do that because I'm like oh I have the disc like I can just reinstall it whenever, but I don't know. Deleting a digital game, I'm like, where did it go? Do I, is it mine still? I mean, so it is, is it but... is it pretty easy to reinstall a digital game on PlayStation? Just yeah. curious. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I like I go I going from you know vanilla Xbox One um, to PS Five. Um, it take it took me less than five minutes to download every like any game I wanted. Like so, Demon Souls, it took me less than five minutes. Um, to download it like I started up Astro Boy or Astro Bot sorry I keep saying Astro Bot Bot, and literally five minutes later I got a little ding that it's ready um, and it's already downloaded and so I like just downloaded a bunch of games and then one after another they all downloaded pretty quick and so like to me it's if I get into that point to where I need to free up space I know that 
if I have an inkling to go back to something that I didn't finish. It's not gonna take a long time to download. I can download it like in the morning or something and then you know play it that same hour. Um, so for me, it's not as big of a deal. Like if, if this was like a Call of Duty or something and it's like 100 gigs, like of course it's gonna take longer, but um, for me, it's not as big of a deal. Um, but I am all digital, so it makes me nervous and it's something that I was nervous buying knowing that you know like it wasn't supported like any external wasn't supported at at launch um but i feel like that's future matt's problem and he'll have to deal with it (laughs) yeah i do hope that they have some sort of solution that they end up bringing to the table in the near future because i am all digital as well like if there was a digital series x that's probably the one i would get um Mm -hmm. but i'm kind of concerned because I, i don't think that games are going to get smaller with next gen like some developers mm-hmm. have suggested that in some interviews i don't think it's really going to be the case um, so i do want to be able to play and have a lot of my games installed um, i i'm with you though matt i have great internet so it's not really an issue uh necessarily if i have to install a game on the spot it's just it breaks mm-hmm. away from the experience you have to wait that's true um, and i i know a lot of friends who don't have great internet so if i want them to play a game that they don't usually play because um, we're both free they're gonna have to install that game and it's gonna take a few hours and we're not gonna play it so i do want people to have some sort of solution for that and i hope they figure it out soon uh, because both of the consoles i feel like probably squeaked out a smaller hard drive because they wanted to keep the price down especially with everything going on oh yeah um so i'm glad that they did that like the console prices i think are great um, but they do need a solution and i don't know if it's going to be a software update like alex mentioned or if it's going to be a mid-cycle refresh where they kind of solved that problem but i think it's one of the big issues with the next gen consoles that i can think of right now otherwise like you guys mentioned all podcasts um, the consoles are great but mm-hmm. just thought I'd yeah. bring that up because we're talking about next gen after all. For sure. All right. Any uh, lingering thoughts on next gen? Well, actually, I have one more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, go so for it. I saw this picture of someone with their Series X and they had a ping pong ball on top of it. Has anyone seen this yet? No. Okay. So yeah, I think I that was photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. I. I have seen some people confirm it, so then I don't know. Is the so the fan <laughs> speed is powerful? Like it ramps up that much that it can float up apparently. Apparently, I don't know if that's true or not. But if that is true, I'm gonna be buying some ping pong balls with the Series X. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, <laughs> it'd be pretty that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end! What a way to end! <laughs> but <laughs> um, next gen, that's next gen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the next gen to me. <laughs> you can get like fancy ping pong balls too. Oh, yeah, like, like a Halo Master Chief ping pong Destiny ball. Destiny ball. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, man. You should get like the some LED ones, you know, that light up. Oh, oh man. All right, Alex. Yeah. We're going to have to right. talk start, about some ideas. Start marketing this. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that wraps up episode 10 of the Recommended Experience podcast. You can always reach us on our Twitter at rxp underscore podcast or reach us on email rxp.podcast at gmail.com thanks everybody see you guys next week next gen is here on plat inch tvs honk honk